Today is September the 13th. It is Tuesday, the year of our Lord 2022. This is Daybreak Live with the Nesbits. That's it. So we stuck a place in the corner of the basement today because the upstairs had blown up because we're painting it. We're going, we're going to paint, you know, the living room and the kitchen and put floors in for mom. And we're down here, and Lisa turns and sees a spider, and she is absolutely going nuts. We're trying to calm her down. It's like, let's see. This muffet has nothing on me. <laughs> Did you get it? Okay. Go.
a spider. I went to kill it. And it so, dropped. Take my stool and run it. And then it ran, like, to where I was. <laughs> yeah. Yep, 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 yep. So, yeah, so we set up down here and found a spot in the basement and come down here. And right when we went live, Lisa turns around and sees a spider and she's got, ah, she starts screaming her head off. Well, not totally, but pretty bad. That was pretty bad. Well, I'm like, hey, we're live now. It's been a good weekend, you know. We're we're gone so much. We don't we don't really take good enough care of our own house, really, because we're just gone so much. I mean, you know, the last from what Thursday to Sunday, we had seven services, so probably drove three hundred miles, three hundred fifty miles. But I praise God for it. It's good. I'm not complaining. We thank God for it. But like, you know, then Mondays we try to these days try to sleep in and then get up and. Get the yard mowed and work on the bush hog. But we decided we're going to paint and uh, put some new floor down. And it needs it bad. I mean, we need well, we need been, new floor. The floor but, has been down for nearly 30 years or 20. It's been long enough, long yeah. yeah. So we, it's time. Mama needs some new floor and Daddy needs to get it done. But that means everything's got to be blown up for a while. Our kitchen's blown up. And you can't put new floor down. I mean, it's like, well, if we're going to put new floor down, we got it. We need to paint, right? We need to paint before you put the floor down. So we're in Matthew chapter 24. Thank you guys for praying for us. We had a wonderful weekend. Wonderful weekend. We really did. Yes, I mean, thank you to all the churches. Yeah, every, every church that had us, man. I mean, you know, Joyce Chapel up in Kentucky and... and uh, Windrow. Yes, Windrow. Midland Heights. In Rockvale, and then uh, what was it? What, what was the name of that? Midland, Midland Heights, and Shelbyville. Yeah, it's the first time we'd been there. You know, we just made some brand new friends. They never heard us before at all, and it went exceptionally well. And I we thank God for that. Time. Had a great time. Well, they invited us back already, trying to book us again. So, so we're going to jump in. Now, today I want to start in Matthew 24. Now, I ended last week. What we were looking at was the sixth seal. Now, what I'm trying to do is lay some puzzle pieces together. And I want to give you kind of a key of how I understand or how I attempt to put together the book of Revelation. Book of Revelation has a lot of symbolic talk in it. But if you'll notice, most of the time in Revelation, it will tell you what the symbolism is. In other words, when it says the, when he sees a vision, he sees the seven stars, the Lord says, okay, the seven stars are the seven angels of the seven churches. And then when he sees in the vision, he sees the uh, candlesticks, the menorahs, you know, like back here. <laughs> When he sees that, you know, then the Lord says, okay, the menorah, that's the seven churches. That, and, and so most of the time, or it's told to us that they're symbolic. You know, this is symbolic. This is symbolic. And that goes throughout the entire thing. So, or it's extremely obvious that it's symbolic. So what I think is the best thing to do, and this is how I put the puzzle, uh, how I see it, is when it doesn't tell you it's symbolic and there's no reason in the text to force you, force you, 
And I think that's the key. To force you to take it as symbolic, then just take it like it's saying. If Jesus didn't say, okay, here's what this means, then let's just take it just as it says. And when we do that, a puzzle, the puzzle begins to come together. And as we shared with you, we see that there's uh, three chronological sections, which tells us of seven judgments. We call them the seal judgments, the bowl, uh, the trumpet judgments, and the bowl judgments, okay? Bowls, vials that are poured out. That's 21 judgments. And in between these, uh, these chronological places, it's as if, it's as if, and I heard one guy say it this way, and I like the way he said it. It's as if the angel says, okay, John, let's pause Let's pause the vision and let me tell you what's going on. He explained to you what's happening on earth during this time. And for me, that's, that's been, that has been the best way to help me understand the book of Revelation. And so when, uh, when we got to the sixth seal last week, at the end of last week, what we uh, revealed was is as we look at other places in the Bible where he said the great day of his wrath has come, who shall be able to stand? And we looked at that day of the Lord, day of vengeance, day of wrath, and we looked at that throughout the scriptures, and it, it was apparent that it's all talking about the same thing, the, all these prophecies. Okay, Once we realize that, for instance, once we realize that what we're seeing with the opening of the sixth seal is, is what is what Jesus is talking about in Matthew 24, verse 30, when it says, Then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. There is a sign that accompanies the, the return of the Lord. And when you study out the return of the Lord, which we'll do in the future, you see that it's not like all of a sudden instantaneous, like, okay, the sky opens, Jesus returns, boom, it's over. It's not like that. No, he. this is, this is a, a takeover of the earth. Every eye will see you, every tribe, every tongue, every nation. This means the Lord has to circle the globe. He's going to go around the whole globe, right? Every eye is going to see him. Every tongue is going to, something happens in the sky in Israel. We don't see it here from Tennessee, right? And so what we what we see is there is a, a time period of the takeover. And we will even see some of that in what we're going to read today. But when we put these puzzle pieces together, that verse 30 and 31 is relating to opening of the sixth seal, and we see that they're combined. Now we can we begin putting the other puzzle pieces together because Jesus says in verse 29 of, of, of Matthew 24, he says, immediately after the tribulation of those days, well, what's that mean, the tribulation? Well, Jesus calls this, Yeshua calls this, great, the great tribulation, Okay. Um, in verse 21. So now we're in Matthew 24. Now what I'm trying to do is give us, give, give us a structure. 
So in verse 29, it says immediately after the tribulation, the sign, this sign is going to happen. So when we looked last week and when I beheld, when he had opened the sixth seal, I saw, and then he reads exactly what Jesus talks about in verse 30 and verse 31. So this is after then the tribulation. So what does that tell us? When we're looking at the seals, when we get to the sixth seal, it is the sign that comes after the tribulation. Therefore, in the opening of the first five seals, the tribulation is there somewhere. Can we pinpoint it? Well, not without the Lord telling us exactly where to pinpoint it, but pinpoint it. But there's only really two choices. And there's only really two choices that people take. One choice is that the blowing of uh, the opening of the first seal is actually the revealing of the Antichrist, which seems to make the most sense when he places the abomination of desolation and the four horsemen describes what Jesus calls the great tribulation. So in verse 29, it said immediately after tribulation, but now look at verse 21. Jesus says, for, I'm in Matthew 24, for then shall be great tribulation. So anytime you hear somebody talk about the great tribulation, in the gospel of John, Jesus told the church, in this world you will have tribulation. There is a tribulation that the church has experienced ever since its inception, okay? Okay. It's always, matter of fact, John is writing the book of Revelation while he is in prison on the island of Patmos. And he's imprisoned there for the word of God. The legend says, the story says that we, we can't verify this, you know, but there are sources that says that he was executed. John was put in oil. He was executed to be boiled in oil but it didn't kill him. And therefore, they banished him to the Isle of Patmos. Is that true? I don't know. But that's that's what history says, okay? But we do know, because of Revelation chapter 1, that he was on the Isle of Patmos. And we know that that was a, not a good island in 95 AD. Now, that being said, he says, I'm your partner, John says, now I'm in Revelation, John says, I'm your partner in the tribulation, in tribulation, right? And so the church has went through tribulation ever, ever since its inception. You say, well, I don't see that, Brother Scott. It's going, the church still goes through tribulation. You just, you just don't see it because you live in America. But I guarantee you the church is going through tribulation in Pakistan, in different parts of Pakistan. Ask Brother Nadim about it next time you talk to him on here. I guarantee you the church is going through terrible tribulation in Iran right now, in Sudan, parts of China. You know, matter of fact, much of the church goes underground. We don't even know what that's like. But Jesus is talking about something here that's specific. And it is began... By verse 15, Jesus says, when you therefore, I'm in Matthew 24, 15, when you therefore shall see the abomination of desolation. So this is an, something that we talked about already. But when you see that happen, spoken of by Daniel the prophet, well, how are we going to learn about the abomination of desolation? 
you must read the book of Daniel because Daniel wrote about the abomination of desolation. He wrote about the beast that causes the sacrifice and oblations to cease in the middle of the final week, which we saw was the final seven years. And when he places the abomination that causes desolation, okay, Jesus says, get out of Dodge, leave, get out of Judea. For that is the mark that is going to begin the greatest time of trouble the world has ever known. Now look at this. Verse 21 again. For then shall be great tribulation. And he, then he says this, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. So there's been terrible times, right? There's been terrible tribulations. But he says this is going to be the worst ever, and there's never going to be one as bad after it. So it doesn't, this scripture couldn't be true if the abomination and, uh, of desolation and the great tribulation took place before World War I. Because up to World War I, there had never been a time of trouble like World War I, right, Mom? And then guess what? World War II in the 40s exceeded that. There'd never been a time of trouble where the wars had engulfed the world like World War II, right? It was the worst. Now, from the time of World War II, there has been wars, there's been trouble, there's been a lot of trouble, but, but never like what this is talking about. And after this happens, it's never going to be again. Why can we say that? Because at the end of this, the Lord returns and takes over. He, he's taking it over. Now, with that being said, let's turn back to the book of Daniel. And let's start this morning, because I'm only doing 20-minute Bible studies, really. So, you got a minute left, so. Well, yeah, go ahead. when I say 20, uh-oh. Uh, hold on just a second. If I don't, my phone is going to ring. Hold on, I am sorry. Not yet. Are you ready for a call this morning? No, nope, not yet. Okay, so, you know, I'm counting singing, though. I'm, I'm trying to give a 20-minute Bible study. Anyway, look at Daniel now. Daniel chapter 12. Daniel chapter 12. Starting with verse 1. At that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince which standeth for the children of thy people. And there shall be a time of trouble. Okay, this is what Jesus was talking about. Now, Matter of fact, he's cueing us to which part of Daniel to look at for sure. There shall be a time of trouble. What kind of time of trouble? Such as never was since there was a nation, even to that same time. And at that time, thy people shall be delivered. Everyone that shall be writ found written in the book. Michael is the archangel that stands for Israel. Okay, and there's going to be a time of trouble. It's going to be worse. There's never going to be one like it after again. Okay, then he seals up the book. Now, right, put this down. Verse 11, jump, jump to verse 11 now. And he gives us a time signature. And tomorrow, what I want you to do, what, what we're going to do is look at all these time signatures. 
these timestamps. But this one is a little different than the others we're going to look at. Tomorrow, what I'm going to try to show you is that time, times, and dividing of time, 1,260 days and 42 months are all talking about the same period of time. And when we see that, it's talked about seven times. What's the number of seven? It's talked about seven times. And when we see that, and when we see that all of these are talking about the same time, man, it shows us, it reveals to us a lot of what's going to go on in the last three and a half years before the Lord's return. But here, Daniel adds 30 days to it. So we're going to look at... Uh, 1290 days here. here here's, what, here's what we're reading. Verse 11. From the time that the daily sacrifice shall be taken away. Okay. Remember Daniel chapter 7 last week. In the middle of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice to cease and, make, and set up the abomination that brings desolation. Now here in chapter 12, Daniel says that the angels revealing to him from the time that the daily sacrifice is taken away, that means the middle of the week, the abomination that make a desolate set up, there shall be 1,290 days. Wow. And then he says, Blessed is he that waiteth and cometh to the 3,000, to the 1,305 and 30 days. Well, there's got to be a time of cleansing, like I said, and there's a time of the takeover. So tomorrow when we look at this, this 42 months, 1260 days, time, times, and dividing of time, we can see that, that is the, the, we're talking about the end of the takeover is 1290 days, and that's why there's an extra 30 days here. But this is very interesting because the angel gives him a time stamp. And tomorrow we're going to look at each one of these and see, how do we know that time times and a half a time is 1260 days? And then how do we know that 1260 days and 42 months are the same? Well, that's what I hope to show you tomorrow, if the Lord will keep me sane and help me to pull it together. I hope this isn't confusing. I don't know another way to do it. I'm trying to make these things as simple as I can, but this is fun Bible study, isn't it? I think it's fun. I love this kind of Bible study. And uh, so, yeah, so let's close this morning. We will close with the uh, saying of the Lord's Prayer, like we always do. Thank you for being here on this Tuesday as we start back daybreak for this week. It feels like fall has come, doesn't it? I mean, it got like down in the 50s last night. Wow. But I think it's just a cold front. I believe it's going to get hot again. Let's say the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen, amen, amen. Okay, before we leave, we're set up for tomorrow, okay? Tomorrow we're going to look at when did the beginnings of the birth pain start? 
And then what are the strong birth pains? The, you know, what is, what is that? And that leads to what we call the great tribulation, the final three and a half years. So maybe we'll call this final three and a half years, part two tomorrow. Because I thought I would get further than that today. But it's just hard. All right. Love you guys. God bless you. See you in the morning. Bye.